This day extracts a heavy toll. With all six stones, I could simply snap my fingers. They would all cease to exist. I call that mercy. And then what? I finally rest and watch the sunrise on a grateful universe. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. Listeners, assemble! Well, hello, and welcome to... I don't even know, what are we Cinematic Sagas. (laughs) We're Cinematic Sagas, and this is uh, Saga of the Stones. We just watched Avengers Infinity War. Yes. I'm Beth. And I'm Chris, online, known as Simmy. Blah, blah, blah. And this is happening, finally, after my computer I thought was dead, dead. So it threw everything out of the But it was only dead, not dead, dead, just dead. Yeah. It was just kind of, it was Loki dead. It wasn't like permanent dead. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a pretty good uh, analogy there. Because Loki's been dead a lot. Yep. And yep. then not. And so is my computer. <laughs> But we just watched, as Beth said, Infinity War, and I was so excited to finally watch this and get here. I'm a little sad because it means we're coming to the end of our Saga of the Stone series, but I am so excited. So, Beth, what did you think? Well, <laughs> what kind of superhero movie ends with the villain winning? What the hell kind of super villain superhero movie ends with the villain winning? What is up with that? I don't like it. I, oh. I, 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 I said swear words when it just all of a sudden I had credits. I was expecting more. What happens next? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Thanos sits there on his throne and beholds his pretty green grass. Whatever. I don't know. I, I, what? What? This uh, is the worst superhero movie ever. <laughs> Superheroes are supposed to win. That's how it works. Well, I mean... Sometimes there is winning, and sometimes there's a cost to it, and sometimes you don't win. And that's, I think, why I love this movie so much, because they are not afraid to do what comic books do at times, which is sometimes the villain does get away with it, and we have to deal with the aftermath and try and put the pieces back together. And they went for it here, and they And now people are are turning into uh, dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Torrible. Torrible. But they even teased the various ways that he could be stopped. And Thor had a chance and blew it. And, oh, such... Oh, it's a great ending to a pretty awesome movie overall. Other than the ending, what did you think of the movie? Okay. Okay. I really liked the movie. And I don't care if you say it's a great ending. You're wrong. You're just wrong. You're just wrong. Wrong. You don't like the ending. It is a good ending, and they do it well cinematically, but you don't like it, and that's fair. You're allowed to not like things. But I tell you what. I got Guardians of the Galaxy with the Avengers. It was awesome. It was awesome. (laughs) They fit so much into this, and yeah, it was almost three hours, but they fit so much into this. They did. I gotta tell you. Yep. When um, 
the Avengers and the Guardians actually met each other. Um, not th- <laughs> not the Thor thing, the other thing right. with uh, Star Lord, who introduces himself as Star Lord, and he's not from Earth; he's from Missouri. And uh, he, um, that was amazing. That was just it was so funny to me that they're well, all not- scuffling, and they're on the same side. They just don't know yet. And mm-hmm. really, it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy are the Avengers of space. <laughs> right. So it's kind of funny. I I kind of enjoyed the irony in that whole little thing. <laughs> and I got to tell you something. That line where he said he's not from the United States, he's from Missouri, I believe is what he said. I actually read that in a news article uh oh a buzzfeed or something the night before last and i was thinking i don't know if i've seen this movie yet because i'm reading the titles of the movie before i read the little it was something about the the best one comeback lines or something and it was so it was funny and I thought, I don't think I've seen Infinity War yet, but we've talked about that. And I re- I figured, well, reading that one little blurb's not going to ruin the movie. So I read it. And reading that made it so much funnier here. Because really? to me, it's like people found that amusing enough that they wrote in when they asked for, you know, the comeback one-liners. Somebody actually wrote in that that one you know was one of theirs so i found it entertaining and i can actually it'll be in my history here and i can look it up and i can tell you what it said because i found it amusing and i don't really care if you do or not so there you go because it was just the last couple of days and i just oh it was just yesterday but i saw star lord and i thought oh yeah we're gonna have the movie where uh we uh Have the Avengers meet Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, the title of the article is 19 Movie Burns and Comeback Lines That Were Delivered Perfectly. And then, now I scrolled past it, of course. They made number eight. When Peter and Tony figured out where they were from in Avengers Infinity War. You're from Earth. I'm not from Earth. I'm from Missouri. Yeah, that's on Earth, (laughs) dipshit. That's on Earth, dipshit, a good one and it is so it's not funny like some of the times where like good guys meet each other without knowing each other and fight where it can feel a little cheap like they came in one of thanos's ships so of course the guardians who are expecting him to show up right attack whoever's in there because it makes sense you they must work for thanos they came on his ship do you have anything specific you want to talk about about this movie or should i just start kind of guiding us along i've got a couple ideas of how to talk about this movie without getting into just nitty gritty things and kind of talk about big strokes. But if you have something, let's cover that. <laughs> um. God damn it, Beth. No, you go ahead. Uh, guide us along. I don't think I have anything that besides wanting, you know, to ramble on about a news article I read. Right. Just because I thought that was kind of funny that I read it yesterday and then we watched the movie today. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, no, go ahead. Guide us along. Okay. So I kind of figured we could take two tracks here. The first one is talking about Thanos and his four minion dudes. 
Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, you got Skeletor. You got the big dude, the big burly dude. You have the chicky dude, and you have Squidward. <laughs> Squidward. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember the fourth, but he he was gone. Bad things happened to him. So they only gave us names for two of them in the movie, as far as I could tell. I was going to say, did they even, I don't even know their names. I just thought that one guy looked like Skeletor, which I thought was really funny. So Squidward is actually the only one they gave us a a good name for. And his his name is Ebony Maw. Okay. And Thanos referred to him as the Maw. I love his depiction because he's just a telekinesis dude. And they did it well. And They did it very well. You, you, I think from our first test recording about Chronicle, you, you know that that's a thing that's very important to me, that you do telekinesis well. And oh, they did a, a very good movie. job. It was a great movie. You got to stop that blasphemy. <laughs> Don't like it. But Ebony Maw was that first dude who was talking at the beginning. Squidward. Squidward. Uh, the the girl one that we saw pro- is named Proxima Midnight, and they did call her that at least once on screen, because I was watching for these names. I looked them up beforehand. Interesting. And she, she had that, like, three-pronged staff thing. Yeah, she had blue stuff across her eyes and really black hair or something. Yeah, she was like a pa- she, she was, was like a gray person from the she, Avatar movie. She was <laughs> odd. I've not seen that movie either. She's she's weird, and I she didn't really. I didn't like, like her. For, she had an attitude problem. For being the second most like prevalent bad guy, really, just she was so one dimensional. I did uh, like that her and her partner, whose name is Corvus Glaive, was that the one that got killed the first time? The one that they said got killed, but really he was just sneaking in behind. Oh. The one, well, yeah, the one that was gonna, that she was gonna pay with her life for his or whatever. Right. They were just, that was just a ruse to get him in the back door. Gotcha. And then, wait, that can't be right. Because the big dude I thought was named Black Dwarf, but I got (laughs) it written down as Cull Obsidian. They're all some kind of, like, name with knight or black thing. Because they're what's known as the Black Order. And they're the group of people that Thanos just kind of takes and indoctrinates oh, Lord, into his way of thinking. is there a point to this? Yes, because I wanted to talk about their interactions and the way they fight and, like, their connection to the plot. Because Thanos has had these people, apparently, for a while, but we just see them now. And they're super powerful, really. Mm-hmm. So, like... When we finally see him, it's like, oh, why isn't he even using these guys for a while? Because, <laughs> like, the Black Dwarf or Cull Obsidian, the big dude, I actually mm-hmm. don't know which one it is. Someone will correct me, and I'll be like, I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm listening to you, and I don't care now. He had that cool, like, axe, pickaxe type thing that could do so much. <laughs> the first time he threw it, he caught tony and then he threw him like across the city Uh like you see how far that went yes (laughs) that went so freaking far (laughs) yeah i'm not interested in this so you're gonna just have to keep it rolling Ugh. (sighs) i'll talk i just don't care (laughs) i yeah i'm not i'm not any fun um just keep talking about him we may get to something i find interesting 
Okay, so we'll, we'll start at the very beginning when Hulk first comes out. Oh my goodness, Hulk got his bucket. That has never happened before like that. Right. Definitely. Holy moly. And you, you saw uh, the Black Dwarf dude like went to go stop him. And Ebony Maw was like, hey, let him have his fun. Right? Mm-hmm. And what you see there isn't that necessarily Thanos is stronger than Hulk. But because Hulk is all wild fury, he's used to just overpowering his opponents. Right. You can't do that to someone who is at least somewhere close to your level and is militarily trained and can attack methodically. And that's what we saw right away, that Thanos is powerful and he knows what he's doing. So he takes the Hulk down. Boom. Yes. And then the Hulk is scared to come out ever again. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have that immediately. It it freaks the Hulk out because, I mean, up until that point, we've had a lot of struggle between Banner and Hulk. Yes. And then he gets destroyed. Really? I mean, and it seems effortless. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's his face sent him away. That's the only reason Banner survived, I would imagine, is because the weird eye guy. What's his name? Heimdall. Weird eye guy. (laughs) I don't like that name. Weird eye guy did something and sent him to New York to fall in the wizard's house. Okay, so Heimdall... Ha- is the guy who could see everything at all times. Yeah, he was the gatekeeper guy. And he, Yes, he used to be the gatekeeper who ran the Bifrost gate. Yeah. And so he was able to channel the Bifrost and send the Hulk home. So so right away we get a, qu- a good look at how competent Thanos is when he puts his mind to it, that he doesn't need to push himself because there's an easy, like, confidence about him right yeah and the fact that he engages in this instead of using the power stone which we know he has at that point or letting his minions take the hulk down and the fact that ebony maw is like let him have his fun also kind of shows him he's not quite all there or all right like there is definitely insanity at work here yes there's a lot of insanity a lot a lot and it's I think that's something a lot of people miss. And you know what's interesting? I think it gets what? channeled well. Oh, yes. Because what a lot of people come away conflicted about is like, this is not an Avengers movie. It's Avengers Infinity War, but this is Thanos' movie. He's yes. the protagonist through this movie. Yes. He's not the good yeah, guy, but, but a, it's his uh, story. I don't, that's not right. Oh, so confused. No. I'm so but, confused. And, and, and people like come out conflicted because they're like, should I be feeling empathy or sympathy for him? It's like, no, no, no. He's a bad guy. You just should understand that. And they should do a good job actually showing. They really, really do. And he has really... a method, but he is not right. <laughs> they really pull you into him. Mm-hmm. You... If you are paying attention, you can feel it. You know what he's going through, kind of. You get sucked in. Well, you know, I, I'm a character person. I want to feel. I want to know. I want to be entertained. But I want, if I don't feel something about it, it's like why well, I don't care about talking about the, uh, the whoever, you, whatever, his minions. 
because I didn't care about them. I mean, sure, it was a little bit interesting, this part or that part, but I didn't get sucked into them. And Thanos, you do, whether you really want to or not, because the way they did it, they draw you in to his feelings even, even though they're minimal and mostly psychotic, they're there. And it it has that, it has that clarity that you only get with people who fervently believe. Like, if you ever talk to someone who really believes the Earth is flat, they talk in a very similar way to the way Thanos does. They believe it with every fiber of their being. And it doesn't matter what proof you give them. It doesn't matter what logic you use on them. They believe so single-mindedly you're not going to change their mind. And that's that's the kind of belief that Thanos has in this idea that he has to take out half of all life for the universe to survive. And it's 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 clarity, but it's insane to think about it. Yes, but and he you're right. He's I, and there are so many things you can compare it to. You know, people get stuck on one idea, like you said, the flat earth people or anti-vaxxers yes i mean even people in their political affiliations or you know different things they will get so single-mindedly stuck on this idea that you no matter it wouldn't matter what you say it wouldn't matter what you say it doesn't matter how much logic you bring to the table or how you have counterpoints to their points it doesn't matter. He even hmm. says at one point in this movie, I am the only one who can see what needs yes. to be done. I'm the only one who sees it. I'm the only one with the will to make it happen. He is, he's unstable, but because he has a goal and because he spent so long kind of developing his plan, amassing his people, all this stuff, like there is an assurance and a confidence that you get that is, it's just going to happen. You can't stop it. It's just a matter of time. And they, it seeps into every ounce of time he is on screen. Yes. And I love it. I love it so they much. They really did a good job. I'm just, I, you know what? I'm not even really disgusted with the ending because I imagine it makes for a better next movie. But it's just, I was startled. I was yeah. startled. That's how this movie end how this movie ended um i imagine a lot of people were startled when i went into this movie i said okay here's how i want it to end i said i want it i want it to end with thanos winning because i know we have another movie coming i want it to end with him winning and i want us to feel so dejected i said but there's no way they have the balls to do that they and have we got the, the, balls. End of the movie and i was like yes they oh, found they them. did it <laughs> they sure did and I think I think it helped that they knew and were already working on the next movie when they did this one. Like it that helped them be able to do this. But it's still it's it's a risk to end on a note like this. Because then you just leave people with a year to imagine what's going on, to imagine how that's going to go mm-hmm. and just there's uncertainty because we leave it at the end of all this. And the next movie, I'll just let you know, picks up right there 
Like awesome. Not because, very long you know, after. That ending where Thanos is, you know, just sitting I I said sitting on his throne, I have no idea what he's really doing, but that's the vision it gave me. And he's just sitting there and he looks so darn smug. Well, it's I I wouldn't even say I wouldn't say smug personally. Uh, to I me, would, he looks content. That too, but oh man! And and yeah, I mean, he does exactly what he said he was going to do. He yes. they ask him what when he was done, what he's going to do. He's like, I'm going to retire and wake up on the dawn of a grateful world. He really thinks the universe will be grateful to him for doing this. So he's just going to go somewhere and chill because I mean, he did and what receive he his accolades, whatever. Because everybody's going to be so happy that he wiped out half the planet? Apparently. I, there, and I know he understood the logic to it completely. And told you he was the only one. And I'm pretty sure he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure he's right. All right. So since the, the Black Order didn't work out, let's talk, let's talk through the stones one by one. So he starts with the Power Stone, which was on Xandar. You remember Xandar? That's a no, right? Well, I'm trying to think. Isn't Xandar on Guardians of the Galaxy? Isn't that where they went to the weird professor guy? No, that's the Collector. Xandar was the first. It was the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and that's where the like the the Nova Corps was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. planet he left. He left it with them. So immediately, like when we see that stone, we're like, oh my gosh, he went there first. Something bad happened there, mm-hmm. and it's not. It wasn't what happens at the end of the movie where he snaps and people go away. He went there, slaughtered people, took the stone. Then he hits the Asgardian ship at the very beginning of the movie. So, like, ten minutes into this movie, he's got two of the Infinity Stones, which are super powerful. And it's the two he uses the most. If you, I, I was watching very carefully. Those are the two he uses the most throughout the movie. And those give him so much versatility in what he can do. The Space Stone... I mean, I don't know if you noticed, every time he uses a stone, the color and the stone itself light up. Well, I didn't notice the stone lighting up, but I did notice the different colors happening, obviously. They put a lot of detail into it because I was I always watch for it. When I see him use an effect, like I'm always looking at that gauntlet and that stone is always lighting up whatever he's using. I was very proud of that, that they did that because... It would be a very easy thing to just have him always glowing or something. But no, it's just when he activates it, it it uses it. And so he and then he shows us how much power he has. Like he takes the Hulk down by hand and then he shows us just how much power he has by using the power stone to blow up the ship and the space stone to move all of them away back to his ship. And we know he doesn't need to do all that. He has a way of moving between ships without that. He's just like, I've got it. Why not? Right. And so then he sends his people off, which I think is a dumb choice on his part, because if they could get it, why didn't they get it beforehand? And then right. they're, they're shown incompetent, not incompetent, just not unable to. Right. But in Thanos's world, that's incompetence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ebony Maul even says, if I show up with it still on you, there will be judgment. And... You can say tell he's saying it in a diplomatic way, like he's going to be punished, he's going to lose standing, he needs to do this. Right. And it's been made clear and he, he needs to do this. He was a an interesting, creepy guy. 
Ebony yeah. Maw. I, Those things he was torturing uh, Doctor Strange with, the shards, the, yeah. the things that looked like shards, whatever. It was uh, a little creepy. Yeah. Very creepy. And he said they were used originally for microsurgery, mm-hmm. which is just weird. Yeah, that whole... I mean, he was weird. He was weird. I also I have problems with the way he went out. Like, he's been shown to be this very strong telekinetic and he just gets blown out a hole oh come on he got sucked out the hole whatever he got sucked out the hole because that's how stuff works when see see that's how it works how it should have worked in that one with the plane when the plane got busted open but it didn't i i think i'd have no problem if dr stephen strange hadn't also gone out the hole like yes he got caught but he also went out the hole, but came back and survived. And if he can survive that little bit, that's plenty of time for Ebony Maw to use his telekinesis to pull himself back in. Because telekinesis happens at the speed of thought. And True. we keep seeing how good he is with it. True. So that... Except he might... Here, I'll fix it for you. Go ahead. He was startled, and he didn't think properly. Well, yeah, that's... He was stunned. That's what we're there supposed to... That's what we're supposed I, to rely on, but we're going with I don't it. buy it. I don't buy it, and it bothers me. He goes out like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the first one to go out, and any of the other ones should have gone out first. He, they, they're, they're just less. So he's got the time stone, but then the whole Stark and Strange thing, the dynamic there is great, and I love watching them snipe at each other but they also kind of seem to go at each other and be contrary just to be contrary you know what i'm saying yeah because strange refuses to keep the stone out of reach and then when he realizes when he finally comes on to stark's side that oh yeah no we need to go away not take the stone to him and hide it away so he doesn't get everything stark's like ah maybe we should go and i'm like dude no what are you doing? Hey, uh, yeah, that whole well, we've had a we had a lot of mine is bigger than yours in this movie. Yes, and I love that part of it. That was with great. Dark and strange, and then oh my gosh, Star Lord, <laughs> Star Lord, Star- and pretty much anybody, you know. Yes, but the Thor, Star Lord, and Thor, and Thor didn't even wasn't even playing i mean he didn't have to yeah thor barely engaged it was, was just like I need it to do was and i have to say one more thing about thor right now uh-huh calling rocket rabbit rabbit <laughs> throughout the entire movie and groot tree was was uh i don't even mind groot tree but calling rocket rabbit he's clearly not a rabbit <laughs> and that was hysterical i chuckled inside every single time he said it I was amused, and I was also amused when Rabbit gave him an eyeball, and he just popped it in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted about amusing things that amused me. No, no, it's it's that's what I want. That's why I wanted to talk about things to jog your memory. We can talk about Thor right now, I, I guess, too, while we're at it. Cause... Thor had a rough movie he at did. first. And I love his arc in this movie, because he is... I think we talked about it in Ragnarok. He's just been getting beat down and losing over and over again. Even though he comes out 
on top in the end of his movies, he always loses something. You know, he lost his mother yeah. in the first, what, the first one? The second one? The second one. Yeah, he, he lost his, he basically lost his innocence in the first one. He realized, oh, wow, mm-hmm. I was kind of a crap kid and I need to grow up. He loses his mother in the second one. He loses his father and has to kill his sister in the third one. And th- this one, he starts by losing his brother. Like, he is getting clobbered constantly. And he's trying to make it make sense. So I love that fate wills it. And it's like, he do- he may not actually believe that, but he needs to believe it. He has to believe that. I mean, come on. He let the full power of a star go through him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he got. I mean, he got the hell beat out of him in this movie. Yes, and I mean, I he was that. beat down left and right. I do wonder why Heimdall at the very beginning, your eye guy. Yeah, I know, weird eye guy. I I do wonder why Heimdall sent Hulk to Earth rather than Thor. Like he sent Hulk rather than his king. I I don't because understand he that. knew Banner, Hulk, whatever wouldn't be able to survive when. When Thanos blew it up. Sure, he sees it happening, but like he had no idea if Thanos would let Thor live or not. And in balance, Thor brings more than Hulk overall. And everything that Hulk brings to either a fight or knowledge-wise, Thor also has. So it's just it's just one of those yeah. things like, yeah, he's the Earthling. You send him back. Yeah, Thor can survive. And it works out that if they had reversed roles, Hulk would have died in the vacuum of space. But Heimdall couldn't have known that going in. So it's just a weird thing. Maybe he also thought Banner would have been more believable being sent back to Earth. Also, while we're talking about Hulk being sent to Earth, very cool detail when we first see the window, Doctor Strange window. I don't know if you noticed, but you could see the the streak coming towards the window, the Bifrost streak, which I thought was a good detail, really cool. But here's where we get something that we haven't had in a while. Banner is, or Thor, Hulk is changing back into Banner, and he's saying Thanos is coming, and he's holding all this knowledge. So there is crossover once more between them. Yes. Which... As of Thor Ragnarok, they were very much split. Yes, I think they've uh, become enlightened. So so it's just an interesting thing to note that, like, there is now bleed over again, even though there wasn't when last we saw Hulk. Well, they sure seem to be talking to each other now. <laughs> yeah, well, they had to literally talk to each other, which is interesting. Yeah, that was kind of funny. And another le- neat little detail, um, in Avengers 2... When Scarlet Witch did her mind stuff and Thor or Iron Man had that vision of everyone dead. I don't know if you remember that. Start say that again, because my I I heard you, but I didn't my brain's not functioning properly. Sorry. In Avengers Age of Ultron, the second one? Yes. Scarlet Witch, the Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. She did the the stuff to everyone's minds. Yeah. And everyone had visions, like Captain America saw himself dancing and everyone was laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Iron Man saw like a, what do you you call it? He saw a like empty plinth 
a little platform where everyone was kind of laying dead. And he was the only one alive. I don't know if you remember that at all. I sort of, but no. I'll see if I can find the the clip and, and show it to you in a bit. But what's cool is he's been, he's let that drive him to extremes. Like creating Ultron was one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons he created Ultron is because he saw this end where something yes. big comes. And it it's kind of the implication was always that that, why, that was the threat of Thanos coming. Right. And so when he when Tony hears about Thanos coming and the stones and all this stuff coming, he says very quietly under his breath, this is it. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good little detail because he's been waiting for something. He knew a boot was going to drop at some point. And so he just says it. And it's like, yes, good deal. You know, we're kind of left hanging with him and Pepper at the moment, too. Yeah. Is Pepper alive? We don't know. We don't know if Pepper's alive. We don't know. We don't know anything. Well, and he's he yeah, and he's stuck on another planet. Right. His the he has as far as we know, he has no way back, right? It's him and Nebula are the only ones on that planet. Yeah, well Nebula can figure it out. She crashed she crashed her ship into Thanos. Yes. <laughs> I also thought it was a cool little detail that Tony makes a big deal of saying, you know, hey, the Avengers broke up, we're not on speaking terms. Yet he has the cell phone on him. Like you can tell he desperately wants to reach out, but he knows yes. he can't. And I thought that was another little good detail. Yeah. Whipping out the old flip phone made me laugh. Yeah. He even says, oh, what a freaking flip phone. <laughs> so funny. What did you think about Iron Man's nano suit? Oh, that was cool. I like Very cool, right? So cool. It was really cool when he gave Spider-Man one. <laughs> I've heard some people complain that, oh yeah, of course he just has it loaded to launch. And I'm like, if you've watched the Iron Man movies, of course he has that. He has made a point of taking Peter under his wing. He's going to do everything he can to protect this kid. So of course he's Absolutely. got it ready to go at a moment's notice to launch to his location. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, 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 when people like get mad, and if you remember in Spider-Man Homecoming, that was the suit that Tony showed him and said, hey, put this on and we'll introduce you as the new Avenger. It was the Iron Spider suit that he's wearing now. Oh. You didn't remember that, did you? Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was all kind of done up uh, in that yeah. building. Yes. He, yes. Yes, yes, yes. It was real cool. And, and people were excited. A lot of people hate the fact that Spider-Man is so intricately tied to the Tony Stark. But I think it gives this a depth that normally... I enjoy be possible it. It almost makes Tony everything. almost makes Tony a fatherly type figure, which is uh, so at odds with how he behaves. Right. So I think it's kind of cute. I mean, kind of funny because he uses him to do things, and then wait a minute, just go home. You don't need to be here. Just go home. Go home. <laughs> no, the adults are talking. You need to step. <laughs> and so it's kind of. Uh, and Tony's all over the place with it. You know, protect the kid, keep him out. Wait a minute, we need his help. Uh, oh, he can do this. Um, sorry. Okay. Lost my train of thought again. <laughs> but yes, they have a good dynamic. And Strange even points out, like, what is the dynamic here? Because <laughs> he is all over the map, like you said. He's he's protective, but at the same time, he's like, you back the hell off this kid. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I thought... 
So the vision in Wanda stuff, I knew it was coming. They they kind of hinted at it at the at the Civil War movie. Yes. Where he, he just came into her room and he's wearing clothes and spending time with her and right. they were cooking together. Like they've been building to it, but I don't think they put enough legwork into making me believe it. Like I I I bought into the Natasha and Bruce one faster. And this was weird for me in a way, I mean, because I knew, you know, they had their dynamic Mm -hmm. in the last movie or whichever, you know, whatever. Civil War. And then, so when they, when we first saw them looking like any normal couple walking down the street or whatever, it took me a minute to mm. really register, in fact, I think I asked you, is that what's his name? Because I couldn't remember his name again, even though they said it about 47 times right before that. <laughs> and so I uh, was, it took me a minute to really, really, you know, register who and what and was going on. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, I was not anticipating that much of a, a dynamic with them. And I, I feel like, like just for me personally, I had trouble buying in. They did a good job saying, "Hey, they've been stealing these times over two years," and they had already set it up that it was going to go this direction, or at least laid the groundwork. It just, yeah. it felt rushed in a way that I don't like. Even though I know they did so much in this movie that they couldn't really have spent any more time on it, and it would have been hard to work anything else in before here. Because the movie before this is Thor Ragnarok, which is nowhere around here. Right. It's just one of those things. I did point out to you during the movie that when when she's trying to, like, pushing, essentially force pushing herself around and carrying him, like, it was really cool. They got blasted out of the air and Vision grabbed her. And then you saw a a faint, shimmery red aura around her. Uh Because I always, I watch Cinema Sins, I think I've talked about before. And they always do a thing called they survive this whenever something ridiculous happens. Yeah. And I'm and I'm like, oh, they actually have a very good reason why they survive this because she's protecting them. Yes. So, cool little detail. I will say I'm very frustrated at how they dealt with Vision in this movie. And they had to do it this way because he's just so powerful. But he gets stabbed and then he can't do anything, apparently, except barely fly yeah i and uh, (laughs) i there was a lot of that yeah it would there was a lot of that around him and 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 it i was a little much it's it's because they tied the mind stone to him and he already was like vision is already a super powerful robot creature i mean his phasing and density shifting alone make him nigh unstoppable if he can see anything coming which is cool but it's really hard to counter i like them having weapons that counter him i don't like that their weapon you know one one stab and all of a sudden he can't do anything he's still a robot why does it turn everything off and he's laying there panting like he's dying Right. And they they make a point of saying like it's causing it's apparently causing more than just physical damage to him, which is weird. But my biggest gripe is he has the one dude 
uh, Corvus Glaive. Wouldn't he matter has what you some, called his name. I, I don't know. You, what did you, Skeletor? What did you call him? Is he Skeletor? Skeletor, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was Skeletor. He had okay. Skeletor against a wall at one point, and I'm like, blast him with your stone thingy! Do it! Come on! You got him point blank range! He cannot miss! He can't block nothing! He doesn't do it. He does it, however, when they're a good distance apart, and the dude just blocks it. And I'm like, if you'd done it point blank range, he'd have no head, and... It, it, well, why? and... and the- they didn't kill uh, the the other two the one the other two minions when they could have uh when the black widow and whoever else it was i don't even oh. know who it was but they said we don't want to kill you blah 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 but we will well they should have right Duh. Yeah, they had an opportunity and you can tell they're bad bad to- bad bad to be fair at that point, they didn't have all the information of what was going on, so it but makes sense that they would. But they were trying to kill somebody that was their friend. Yeah, but it's also Captain America, and even though he's not officially Captain America now, like he's still who he is. He's not going to murder someone straight out, you know. I guess the the details on Cap's suit are incredible because he's excommunicated, but he's still, you know, he still needs to be protected. So he's got that white star that used to be there ripped off and he's blacked or darkened the red, white, and blue that's around his stomach. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, these are, it's such a subtle, small little Funny. detail. Yeah, done well, so it was well. so subtle. I thought he had on a different suit. My ears are getting tired of these headphones. <laughs> well, we've been here a long time. I mean, yeah. you know, it was a long movie. Yeah. And then, of Next- course, with technical difficulties. The next movie is going to be even longer. I'll just <sighs> warn you. I don't have many more notes um, because it, it starts to move very quickly once we get into the meat of things. Like, this movie was long, and if it weren't for the technical glitches throughout the way, I don't think it would have ever felt long. That's the awesome thing. You know thing. what? It really didn't, though. It really didn't feel that long to me. Uh, I was really surprised how quickly it moved I didn't feel like I was just sitting here, you know, waiting for the time to run out. In fact, I was surprised it was over when it was, but of course it's, you know, the way it ended, you would be, but I, uh, yeah. So really, it did not ever, I mean, I didn't, like, gosh, is this ever gonna end like you do with some very long movies? Right. Or or even some short Thor movies. (laughs) <laughs> Even some short Thor movies, they were not short enough. <sighs> so I never, I did not get that feeling at all. So I hope Endgame works the same for me since it's apparently forever long. I, I feel, for me it did. I'm not sure if it will for you, just because of the way they do it. But I think it might. And I love Endgame. I think I, I go back and forth whether I like Endgame or Infinity War more. I think it's more of a toss-up for me. But I love it, and I, I can't wait to watch it. But we're Do I get all my friends in Endgame, too? Well, I mean... You know, my Guardians of the Galaxy friends? You mean the Guardians of the Galaxy who are almost all gone now? Oh, shoot, I forgot. Yeah. Gamora was killed to get the Soul Stone. Groot, Drax, and Mantis, and Quill all dusted. So you've got Rocket and Nebula? Yeah. Yep. They'll be back. There's a time stone. 
have faith. Yeah, but, but have faith! Have, shush! But, shush! I have faith! I'm having faith. So, so Quill ruining everything. Oh my gosh. Oh, Head it's so such... far up his butt. But, but they her. also, they, they foreshadowed it very well. Not only for him, but because in that first time when they're thinking they're going to stop Thanos from getting the reality stone, Drax is super emotional and just acting and nothing can stop him but Mantis putting him to sleep. And Gamora... <laughs> that was so funny. I'm sorry, that was real funny when no. she put him to sleep and he just fell face first. Yeah. Boom! Yeah, because they're all whispering and she's like, sleep! And he goes, boom! <laughs> oh oh my goodness. Wow. That 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 sound form. Woo! I, I've never seen a solid blue rectangle in my waveform before. <laughs> That's going to have to Funny. be silenced. <laughs> I, uh, but then Gamora also... When like, I was telling you to shush, mine was really big too. So it might have been... It might be really loud. <sighs> but then anyway. Gamora is also highly emotional and acting on it. Like, cannot be stopped. Doesn't listen. Just goes. So they... We already saw how Quill is insecure, but he cares hard for his people yes and so his people have picked up on that and they also have this impulsivity so it's not out of character it just really sucks because yeah they they would have won if it weren't for him uh-huh. he literally he literally is the uh, reason uh, yes. Thanos wins <sighs> he actually helped the man that killed his love yep and I wonder if he had had, like, a blade or something on him, if he had just stabbed Thanos at that moment, like, would things have been different? No, he, he was having a he was having a big old tantrum. Yeah, def- definitely. Definitely. It was kind of a meltdown, really. really All right. Was. Let's get into the big, the two big Power Ranger moments. Okay. Okay. I don't know which, what exactly you're thinking, but I'm, I'm going to start... With the ones with the creatures from Alien. Good, because that's where I wanted to start, too. Wakanda. Okay. Because my, my well, nerd physics moment is here. I, I, I'm having lots of issues. I had a lot of issues with this whole thing. But I know Spider-Man kid, Peter, told Tony something about Alien and whatever. Said something about the movie in... Right. Oh, wherever they were, it doesn't matter. In the ship. They were in the ship, yeah. And, uh... Right before the Guardians attacked them. Yeah. And then, uh, so that wasn't necessary then to have all the weird alien creatures. I, 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 I didn't like it. Yeah, and it's, and the it's whole... another disposable CGI army that they have in these big movies. It's, it's I, just a thing they do. I get it, but... It's not impressive to me, but this whole breaking through the the barrier mm-hmm. thing where they, uh, you know, piling up on it and then somebody would get an arm through and the arm had cut off and mm-hmm. then somebody would get half a body through and that part had cut off. But then all of a sudden you've got some breaching it all the way, but they're not dying. Now, I'll, here's what I'll tell you on that. Until I actually watched this movie with critical eyes. That was fine to me because force fields in fiction and in comics 
tend to have some sort of critical mass and either when they when they have enough pressure put on them either people can push through them or they break completely so it would make sense that wakanda's would be more of a critical mass things start making it through and so what you see is as more and more mass gets there more and more parts of them get through until they can all push through i had no problem with it until this time because how do we first get introduced that things are showing up at wakanda beth do you remember it's a force field and explodes yes a ship full of those things hits the top of the force field from orbit and explodes and the shield holds nothing makes it through so how can the little stupid dogs make it through ever and not Welcome explode as to soon nerd as they physics. hit it? Welcome to nerd physics. Because if the ship wasn't enough mass and force, coming there's at, no way a mass Coming at a people. certain level of speed, I would guess. Yeah, definitely. Faster definitely. than those dogs can run. Definitely. And I don't know if there is a mass of bodies they can apply to that area of the force field. Because they hadn't spread out at that point. To make me believe that they can apply more force than that ship could. So there's my nerd physics moment. I can suspend my disbelief if I forget the ship crashed into it just beforehand. But no. Nope. Nope. With all those things. Well, I didn't like it before the ship. Before you pointed out about the ship. Because, yeah. I didn't. I I guess because you're right. It felt Power Ranger-ish to me. And that's, you, you know, that's where it loses me every time you get to power rangery and i'm and the okay so then irrespective of the force field they're fighting off these dog things whatever you know shooting fighting everything and then uh, all of a sudden two dogs jump on somebody and they're down or they're rolling the cat around sorry black panther <laughs> rolling the cat around uh, I mean, what is going on? I didn't like that. That that was too Power Rangery. All of it. I didn't like any of that. That uh, scene. I I will say that I think the Wakanda fight is the weakest part of this whole movie because yeah, it's just there's a ton going on. I I don't mind like the moments from it. Like if you pick out specific moments where you have Banner trying to use the Veronica <laughs> suit, that's great. Or you pick out that when they first engage in battle, it's Black Panther and Captain America way outpacing everyone and going right. yeah, whole that hog. was. I'm like, oh, well, look, they're both super, you know, athletic. Yeah, and my brain actually thought that. And I agree and, with you. And and even cutting back to it from the the uh, Titan fight would be fine. Like, oh, look, they're they're getting overwhelmed. And then we cut to those moments where, oh, man, they're getting overwhelmed. And we cut back. And we cut back. Oh, my gosh. Look, so-and-so's down. I think they could have cut it differently to make it more impactful than it ended up being. Because, yeah, it was just, it was just we're winning, we're winning, we're losing. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. And, and it just, uh, it, yeah. And and so then we have, oh, we're we're doing great. Oh, now we're doing horrible. Oh, look, someone else joined. Now we're doing great. Oh, now we're doing horrible. Oh, look, someone else joined. Hey, we're doing great. Now we're doing horrible. Oh, like, hey, just... hey. Uh, and then Wanda's here. Oh, wait, go ahead. Yeah. How did you get in there? <laughs> yeah, Wanda, I, I don't mind Wanda joining the fight, but when her whole thing had been about protecting Dude Man, why would she just go? 
Well, how did the other dude get in there with nobody knowing? Yeah, they made a whole point of like, oh yeah, they have to. We have to open this part of the force field so that no one can get in. Yeah, how did he get in? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he must have had some kind of camo technology that we never saw. Yeah, he was invisible. I, had, like I hadn't even thought of that. That yeah, he. There was no real way for him to, unless they're saying he somehow beamed in once they opened that part of the force field. Which, well, they didn't again, say anything. Right. And I'm telling you. Minimal. He just let us know. <laughs> could stand still enough that nobody could see him. I was also frustrated at Captain America not getting a shield when Black Panther said, get this man a shield. He gets him those arm things. which Those just are apparently like, shields. They're, they're not. They're not shields. And he, he couldn't has one on each it. arm. And he punches with them. And no. I was, yeah, there was You're no... in Wakanda, where vibranium is the thing. Make him a frisbee. <laughs> really? How hard can it be? It can't be difficult. Someone with a very small amount of it did it. Really? Place where all the vibranium is, they should be able to. And Bucky. Everyone else has these, like, high-tech weapons. And they give him an arm that doesn't do anything. And they give him a gun. Well, a gun. And he didn't want to give it to the rabbit. He likes it. Maybe he wanted it. Yeah, but they could have made a like a, a his a arm could have version. been cool though, couldn't it? Yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, come on, do something. The other arm, at least, like we had moments where he would like amp it up and get more strength out of it. It just it was just an arm. Oh look, we need it him was. to have two arms so we can shoot a gun. It was. Yeah. I was very disappointed. It's it's the weakest part of the whole movie. I still and, enjoyed it. And you know what he did? You know what he did with that arm? He held up Rabbit. Yep. <laughs> and walked and, and shot his gun with one hand so he could turn in circles with holding Rabbit up. Let me tell you, from my experience, you don't need a special vibranium magic arm to lift up a raccoon. They ain't heavy. But then but then we have the fight on Titan. And that's cool. Oh, so cool. Right? Okay. Some of it was. Some of it was. I loved Almost all of it, because it shows stuff. It shows Thanos vacillating between calm and collected. You can tell when he's pushing himself and when he's like feeling in control, because he just kind of negligently does things sometimes, blocks stuff here and there. But then, like, he gets into it and he gets more vicious when he feels threatened. Well, and, he's and up he against gets a ton of people frustrated. Yes. Oh my gosh, when he was frustrated with the cape. That was yep. funny. That was entertaining to me. Fighting with the cape, and then here comes Spider-Man swinging in and you know, wrapping him in webbing, and then that, uh, and and then he uses his powers and flings stuff back at people, or, you know, harnessing the sun or the moon or the stars or whatever that was. was... So you didn't like that, did you? What? When he... When he tore off part of the moon and, no and i shot. didn't care for that part oh see that i thought was super cool that and the time where he pulled strange closer by moving reality that was cool because it that was part love. was cool you know the, the if you mess the, with the, the moon stone. though you mess with gravity and stuff and you're and nothing changed well but can i you ask mess, you something you don't mess with can gravity. i ask you something yeah, go ahead can I ask you how everybody can breathe on all these different planets? Are you telling me they all have atmospheres, like here? Well, since Titan is Thanos' home planet and he can breathe on the other planets, we know that his planet has the same atmosphere. 
or that he is adapted to lots of things because he's Thanos. Sure, sure. But, I mean, Tony Earth Stark's Norm, just a human. And he was in his suit 90% of the time, though, on that planet. Yeah, well, uh, what's-his-face, what's-his-face, Star-Lord, Quill, Quinn, Quill, whatever. Yeah. My brain's not working. He takes his mask off at he, one point. He, on and off, on and off, his monkey yeah. face. His monkey face. <laughs> well, he looked like a red-eyed monkey the first time I saw him, so that's where it's staying. But no, I, I loved I loved this fight against Thanos because it should be very one-sided. And he is able to use the power of the stones he has to great effect to, like, I mean, even Strange yes. tries to put him in, like, the mirror dimension. He breaks that, turns it into a black hole, and shoves it back out. Like, he blows up something that was thrown onto him. And then turns it into uh, shards of crystal that he shoots at Stark. Yes. He catches a blast of fire. He he grabs part of the moon. And you can see he uses the power stone to break it up. And then he uses the space stone to teleport parts of it closer to bridge that gap and fling them at the planet. And then he uses the space and the reality stone to literally move the place where Strange is closer to him so he can grab him. It's like, yes. oh, I, I literally, I'm literally nerding out right here and trying yeah. to slow down because it's so exciting how they used it. But they never used the Soul Stone, so we don't know what it does. No, nope. well, it kills your daughter. <laughs> yeah, it was so important for him to get. It's supposed to be special. It contains a wisdom. Maybe it gives him a soul. It's... From what I understand in the comics, it's actually supposed to be able to control people in a way, like hmm. change them. But well, I maybe we'll learn about that in the next movie. Maybe, maybe. I did think it was neat that uh, when he used the time stone finally to to reverse the mm -hmm. mind stone explosion, he created that like same ring that we've seen Strange use. Mm -hmm. So that that is clearly some sort of mechanism to the stone in the way it works, yeah. which is. Kind of cool. Yeah, that, that's just what I thought. Oh, he's using the... I mean, my brain just went, oh, he's using the time stone. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, since we saw that Strange said he would not hesitate to let Iron Man or yes. Peter Parker die to save the stone, then he looks into the future, and then he ends up giving the stone away. It's clear that he thinks that they have some bigger part to play, right? Right. And then some of them are gone. Yeah. So we'll see but how that all works out. You already know, so don't act like that. <laughs> of course and I know. I've known from the beginning all this was going to happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Uh, but uh, yes, I loved that fight. And another thing people get angry about, I guess, is the idea that he has to close his fist to use the stones. Did you ever notice that or have a problem with that? Well, I noticed he did it, but I never thought about it. It was just pointing the stones. So, you know, they're on his knuckles. He closes fingers. I never, never thought about it as anything, but just, yeah, okay, he's pointing the stone. Your favorite moment there when the cloak, when the cloak covers him and, and he, he whispers to keep him from closing his fist. So, like, and they've had a couple points where they hold his hands apart, things like that, to right. keep him from activating it. People have an issue with that because they're like, well, he just has them. Why can't he just use them? And the explanation I've seen and I've read about is that the the gauntlet itself can channel the power. And when he closes the fist, that completes a circuit for it. Okay. Which is a neat oh, little... I can accept that. 
it's a neat thing because if he can just do it whenever, like why He'd would he ever have a ch- hand around? Right. He would never lose because you'd have no way of stopping him because yeah, you immobilize his arm, but then he just oh yeah, well I've got reality stone, so you don't have me now. Ta da! So I like that subtle and very small limitation to almost unlimited power. Yeah. And a neat little thing I read about in this is they were trying to, they wanted to, the reason he ends up using a snap to do it is because the Russo brothers, or I think, yeah, I think it was them that I was reading the article about. They're like, they wanted just the most negligent, indifferent, like don't even care gesture they could think of for this super powerful dude to wipe out half of all life in the universe. And they said, and you can't do much better than a snap. And so that's why it became this thing for them. Huh. Which is, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense in that context that he would just, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't need to exert myself. It's just, I, my will be done. <laughs> oh. Yes. Clyde, I saw Clyde. You did see Clyde. Where'd you see Clyde him? Clyde was driving the bus of school kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never seen a spaceship before. <laughs> that was funny. Ned. Oh, such a short little short little thing, but so on board I need with you anything. To create a distraction. <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> he has such a really a good distraction. Thing. Yeah. I mean, the distraction is, hey, look, there is a spaceship. Everyone look over there. Also, uh Peter gets out of the emergency exit. I don't know if you've ever used turned on an emergency exit on a bus. It makes a sound. Funny. I used to sleep on a bus and I loved the emergency exit row. And one time I woke up quickly and my hand flipped it. I learned very quickly it makes a sound. Oh, funny. First off, that wouldn't work. Second off, he gets out riding the side of the bus on a busy bridge. And he's not wearing his mask at first. Yep. And he's still in street clothes. Yeah. Once he gets his mask on, I mean, whatever. We We can hand wave that. But until that moment, people can see him. It's not like they were yep. on the side next to the edge of the bridge where he has some reasonable right cover. No. No. <laughs> well, I was amused when later in the movie he said I should have stayed on the bus. Yeah. Yeah, definitely should have. Yeah, because now he's dust. Yep. And who knows? We don't know how it was decided uh, who dust. We. What? We don't. I don't know how they decided who was who they were going to dust. Funny. No, we don't know. <laughs> That the whims of the CGI people. Anything else about the movie strike your fancy? Because I could talk about this movie forever, I'm sure. Oh, Lord. I have to sleep at some point. Right, um, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> oh, man. The torture of Nebula. That was oh. bad. That was bad. And then when she finally got out and her ankle isn't on all the way and she's putting her hand on while she's trying to do something on the computer and so you but, you uh, had you the nebula stuff you 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 liked it? It was pretty cool, but oh my gosh, her torture was horrible. I was wondering what happened to her throughout the movie until we found her. Yeah, I mean in the second Guardians movie, she said she was going to kill him. She was going to find yeah. him and kill him. And he says she snuck on and tried to kill him. So like mm-hmm. con- continuity there, but oh, and the way he treats her like he is oh. so indifferent. It is. He he favors Gamora so hard. And so, like, they've... they've. I love Nebula. And let me just tell you, I love her even more in the next movie. We know she is in it. I love her. 
And I think she has one of the best arcs throughout this whole Infinity Saga. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I can't wait to see it. I hope you are getting excited, because I know you had your doubts at first, but you started to come around in the last movie, and I I think this one helped that a little bit, maybe, for you. Helped what? Like help you like her more? Oh, Nebula, yeah. Okay, I good. yeah, it's I'm I'm interested interested to see what comes next. Good. I I am I'm looking forward to your reaction to all that cuz it's I'm excited. And then Gamora, like <sighs> such a weird such a weird arc in this movie. Like it makes sense. I love that from 2 to here she has continued to progress and grow and she's had a very positive effect on peter as well because he still makes jokes but like when it was just them or when they thought it was just them yeah (laughs) he 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 reacts like he always has like we expect him to but immediately is like i'm sorry i'm sorry you're being serious please go ahead like it's just a quick moment that they show so much and you should see her singing like all in on the song yes like oh they do such a good job there yeah, and it then was pretty cool. She gets yeah. thrown off. And people get up in arms about that scene because it shows an abusive relationship coming to an end like that. That's Yes, but you know what else I I find interesting about that whole thing is he loved her. Clearly. He yeah, he Because was... in other words he wouldn't have gotten the infinity stone because that's not how the universe works. Right. It it was demented. It was unhealthy. It was one-sided. It was forced. And yeah, but in his mind, it was this beautiful right, thing. But, but absolutely, in in whatever whatever twisted definition of love he uses, mm-hmm. he felt it for her. Yeah. And, and so, like, I don't feel bad for him. I feel horrible for her, you know, because yeah. he he used her. He took her from her home and used her, made her into this weapon. And the whole time he thought it was this loving relationship and he was going to pass things on to her. And she just wanted away from him. And in the end, he used her to accomplish his goal. And that's got to be the worst ending she could possibly imagine. Yes. Not only does she not stop him. But she actually is the reason he is able to accomplish his goal. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yes. Like, oh. So, it's so horrible. It is. So horrible. <laughs> but it was a good story. Yeah. And it was a good scene. Even mm-hmm. though we had to it watch really... it again. Because uh, well... we... <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because you, you missed it the first time. And oh. it, it's rough. Because if you disconnect from it for a second, like, they're throwing a lot at you if you disconnect for absolutely and and i don't i was watching it so i don't know where my brain went that we had to watch that again because i mean i saw i I missed like three sentences yep that my brain did not process and that was all it took to go but i don't understand why that matters so yeah (laughs) yeah he he threw off an edge why is that important (laughs) i'm like uh yeah, we, we we'll watch that again. <laughs> oh, we better. You've got any, you've got some explaining to do. <laughs> and it's one it's another one of those things where it's like it's a convenient excuse for why we have to have this moment, 
I don't understand it in-universe, honestly. They say it has a wisdom, and you have to sacrifice, so you understand. But then he never uses it, and we don't get a reason why it has to be that way. Yeah. So it leaves me with a lot of questions. But if I assume that those are legitimately explained in-world somehow, it's a good moment. Yes. Horrible moment, but a good moment. Absolutely. A good movie moment. (laughs) Yes. And it pays off well, because... Her arc has been beautiful up until then, and then it just, it stops, because she's dead. Well, it pays off later, too, because of how it affects others. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, Nebula and Quill both yes. are losing it. Yes. So, oh. that one scene you get a whole lot out of. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, let's move on to our moments, because I... I don't I have will. any moments. You don't have any moments. moments. What's your hero moment? (sighs) Or a normal moment. Or a dick moment. I can give you my dick moment. Oh, I can give you one of those too. (laughs) Oh. You want to know the dick moment of this movie? Give it to me. It was in the uh, Avengers home base. It was that guy that was on fake TV. Thunderbolt Ross. Yep. I hate him. (laughs) <laughs> I hate Arrest him every him. time he's on. Also, like, he has this it, whole thing where he's like, oh, you think because the world's on fire, everything's going to be okay? Wait, shouldn't you be okay Concerned about the world being on fire? Shouldn't you be doing yeah. something about that, you moron? Like, yet yeah. another reason I, mean, I know the Accords need to go because he's behind them and this is how he acts. And I don't, uh... Yeah, so... No matter how many dickish things Thanos did in this movie, he was supposed to. He's the bad guy, and he's insane. Mm-hmm. Thunderbolt Ross is a dick. He is. So that's I, I that's really hope they moment. use him in one of the ways the comics do eventually. I don't think they will, and so I'm not going to spoil it just in case. But it's a neat little thing. Once they write him out, I'll tell you what happened there. Okay. <laughs> My dick moment, I'm going to give my dick moment to Thanos for the obvious thing. We were just talking about it. He sacrifices his quote-unquote daughter that he definitely thinks he loves to be able to do this quote-unquote greater work. And I'm sorry, I don't have children. And even I don't, I can't comprehend that thought. I would never sacrifice one of my children for the greater good of anything. No. I don't I don't care. And, and I don't even And have kids I don't yet. care if he even thought it was the greater good. All he wants is power. So he was sacrificing her for power. Yeah. It's it's no, he you're your major dick. That's the dickish that's the most you he wiped out half of all life on the universe of scale. And yeah. that is the biggest dick thing he did is sacrificing his daughter to be able to do it. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's that's the moment. For me You know, it's pretty no bad point. when he tortured his other daughter to get his one daughter to tell him something. Yeah. Yeah. The daughter Ooh. that he literally only uses as a uh, measuring yeah. stick against Gamora. Yes. Oh. You have a hero or a normal moment? Well, kind of. I've got a normal moment. Okay. And it's Gamora and uh, Quill when she's mm. asking him to promise her yeah. and that whole conversation about Promise me, promise me, promise me, um, because 
because she knows what's going to happen. I mean, you know, that right. if he gets that information, blah, blah, blah. And so the only way to keep him from learning it is for her not to be around. <laughs> and so I think that was, you know, maybe that was a superhero moment, her wanting to do that. But I think that was just the emotion and everything involved in that conversation was super normal. Yeah. Like there, there's something, there's something coming and I need to know that you have my back in this moment. And it was, yeah, it, it was a great moment. I already pointed it out as a quick snapshot of how much they've grown as a couple since yes. the last movie. It's a, it's a great moment. And, um, you know, I think I'll give Thor my superhero moment for <laughs> as many things as he went through in this movie. But specifically, when they were at the uh, forge or whatever it was called, mm -hmm. and uh, he had to hold the gate open for the star power to come through. I, I, I don't <laughs> even know what it's called. But yeah. he put himself in there because he really believed doing that and getting that axe poured was the only way to stop Thanos. Mm -hmm. So when um the guy said you're gonna get killed and he said well only if i die <laughs> that was such a good moment yes that was such a good moment i went works. wait a minute what <laughs> so that's, yep he put himself there because he believed that was the only way yeah and so in his view there was no his, other choice right and so he put himself where he could have been killed but only if he died <laughs> to hopefully save the world i guess really so he's oh, my no. i'll give him my superhero moment because um because i don't want to think anymore <laughs> all right so my superhero moment Oh, I just had it. Where'd it go? Oh, no. <laughs> I just had it. I had them both picked out. Crap. Now they're lost. In yeah, now they're gone. Na -na 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 -na. Oh, oh, oh. Superhero moment is going to go to Vision. Because oh, he, saw, he saw what needed to be done. And he was insisting on it. Everyone wanted to save him. And he's like, look. It's, the, it's to save the universe. And even in the end, like he was willing to sacrifice himself and he used his last moments to tell Wanda that he loved her. And it's just like, yeah, that's, that's what a hero does. So he has made this journey from potentially possibly being just another body for Ultron all the way through to being a real hero in that moment. And then he has to suffer death, whatever that is for him twice because he gets exploded and then that gets undone, and he gets it ripped out of his head. So, like, dude suffers. Right. But he, he was willing, from go, to suffer so that others could be okay. And he tried to make it easier for Wanda, too, saying that mm -hmm. she wouldn't hurt him. He would only feel her. Right. And I thought how generous that was of him. Mm-hmm. Because she clearly loves him. Yeah, they they clearly and, and, have have a lot of feelings for each other. And he and she has to kill him. 
Yeah. Because the, the story there is that, like, her powers were awoken or given to her by the Mind Stone. Right. And so he's saying, you, you vibrate on the right frequency. You're the only one capable of destroying the stone. It's such a, it's a, it's a uh, heart-rending moment. Yes, definitely. Okay, super normal. Well, before I do that, though, I'm going to give an anti-hero moment. Because Thanos was our, he, he was, he was our protagonist. He was right. our main view. And this isn't anti-hero in the way, like, Batman's an anti-hero. This is... I don't even know what that means, so, okay. Antihero tends to be, like, your Dark Avenger-type person where they do things. Like, Punisher's also an antihero where they 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 do things by any means necessary outside the law, they in the dark. They, they uh, kind of rough around okay, the edges I didn't type know, person. I didn't know Batman was like that. But this is more like the opposite of hero. because yeah, That's how I, I took it, as the opposite of hero. I, I knew I had to make sure I, I explained it in case someone wants to nitpick me in the ether. But oh. he gets the opposite of a hero moment because he wins. And he is he has an axe being pushed through him. And he has such will and drive to see the job done that he doesn't use any of the powers to move Thor off of him, to fix himself. Nope, he completes the work. So in that moment... He sees the culmination of everything he wanted. Mm-hmm. And that that that's a great moment, and it, it needs to be recognized, because it was done very well. Okay, you recognized it. Move on. All right. Gamora gets my normal moment. Because all her interactions with Thanos, like, we haven't, other than that one scene, we never see her with Thanos growing right. up kind of being molded by it. We've heard about it. I actually think this story could have been so much better without that scene. We didn't need it to show us that oh yeah, he got her as a baby. We knew that already. Right. It was just to really show us that that sword which wasn't even important. Right. Like, all these things. I, I was like we could have done without that. No big deal. But she hates him and they show that. And oh, she yes. hates what he's doing. But because he got her so young and because there's part of her that is grateful, I guess, even for him not letting her die, for training her, you know, it kind of in the in the way you can you can love an abusive parent or person, but know that you have to get away from them. Right. So when when she thinks she's killed him at nowhere, she starts crying. And mm-hmm. because like it's catharsis and pain all at once. Yes. And then when she thinks that, like, he has no one to sacrifice for his power, like, she laughs. She laughs. She does. Like, oh, yes. You have nothing because you've driven everyone away by doing this. And then her horror at realizing that all of that he thought was in love of her. Or at least partly because he loved right. her. Like, it's such a powerful moment where you realize, oh, no, he sees reality so different. That he doesn't understand how just despicable he is, but she's powerless against it. Right. And it's just such a strong moment. And I've heard so many horror stories of real life abuse and stuff that I'm like, oh, that's horrible. But I'm also, in a way, glad that that scene exists so that people can see it, understand that that's wrong. (laughs) And maybe, just maybe, when they see it in the real world, they'll be like, wait a minute. No, no, wait. 
Thanos did stuff like this. He was a bad... This guy's a bad guy. Because sometimes people are dumb and they don't mm-hmm. make those connections. So yeah, Gamora's interaction with Thanos gets my super normal moment because it's that con- conf- it's that conflicted parental adult interaction. Yes. That I relate to and that is just horrible but is done so well. Yes. Agreed. And the last thing, oh well, second to last thing. How would you rate this movie? What food scale and where would you put it? Oh, let me think. I forgot. <laughs> so we'll get a good one. Yeah. While you do that, French gonna... toast. So it's it's French, French toast. French toast. Mm. Yep. Yeah. French <laughs> toast covered in butter and syrup, maybe some powdered sugar. Warm. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> awesome. So there you have it. The indisputable rating for this movie is French toast. We're going to watch the trailer for Avengers Endgame, and we'll be right back. Next time on Saga of the Stones. Well, I wish we could watch it right now, but it's very long. It is very long. I I am super excited because I'm I, super as excited I that. too. <laughs> and I saw Captain Marvel. Yes. Well, and that's why I showed you those end credits scenes that we hadn't seen yet. And she wasn't scared of the hammer, which may be an axe now. I'm not sure, but whatever. Yeah, Stormbreaker's an axe. He doesn't have the hammer anymore. Remember, because yeah, it got broken. Well, yeah, in Ragnarok. I know, but don't don't try to get me with details. It's too much. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to watch this one. And All right, but so, it's the so last one. Here's what I want to ask you, though. Don't I, ask I, me questions. I, I figured you'd be excited. Here's what I want to ask you: How do you think they're going to fix things? Because I mean, it's a comic book movie. Well, I don't know, but I'm wondering if they're going to use the time thing. I don't the time know. thing. The time stone. Okay. And somehow, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we're going to try a different alternate universe. I don't have any idea. Hmm. Okay. I I'm I, I was just curious if you had ideas, if you had thoughts. No, I don't. On... I want to watch it. Don't have ideas. But I do like their new pretty suits. They they did an excellent job not giving too much away no. in the trailer. Because even knowing what's coming, I'm looking for things. I'm like, oh, that's not really giving anything away there. They hint at stuff. But it's not any stuff that you have context for. Right. I mean, because I have no clue still. I have no clue. I just recognized the people that didn't turn to dust. And then I watched people turn to dust again. And that was kind of cool. They really did a really good job turning people to dust. Oh, it's such a it's such a cool effect, isn't it? They did a nice job because I actually watching Wanda turn to dust again in this trailer Oh. I watched it, watched it, because I wasn't trying to watch anything else or see anything else that might be going on. So I focused on that. And that is amazing the way they did it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't mention this in the in the main part of the show, but I love that moment where she dusts. Like, I don't love that she dusts, but you can tell she notices it's happening and she is relieved. Yes. Like, you can see her face relax, like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Just take me. And she me. lays I her don't... head back and kind of just goes with it. 
Oh, yeah. I almost that that was almost my normal moment because that's such a strong so, like uh, I'm done. My, uh, yeah, take my pain away. But yes, I am super excited. I may I may see if we can watch this next week honestly cuz I want to get to this movie. Yeah, but I then been... we're done. Yeah, but then we well no, we're not done. We'll have one more movie after that. Oh, there is one and more. Then there's Endgame one more. Isn't the end. Endgame is the end, but there's a coda. There's a What's wrap it up. I'm not telling you. <laughs> not even gonna tell me the name of the movie. No, because it gives away. <laughs> oh. All right. Guess I won't look that up then. Fine. You want to know? No. I'll tell you. No. It's called. Me. It's called actually because it was out. That that name was known before, so I'll give it to you. Unless you don't want to know, I won't. You don't care. You don't have to tell me. I won't look it's it called, up. I'm not it's gonna. Spider Man: Far From Home. Oh. I yeah. So people saw that somewhere the other day. I mean, people went into this knowing that Spider Man was somehow going to be able to be in a in a movie. But I mean, knowing I that... saw that it might have been on TV the other day, and I saw it on my guide, and I thought, oh. Crap, I don't think I've watched that one. Another Spider Man movie? That's what I thought. I think it's a I think it's a good one too. Okay, well anyway. it might be, but holy cow, it kind we've of, watched a lot of Spider Man. It deals with the aftermath of Endgame, I think in a very good way. And I'm super excited to get to that one as well. So anyway, I have been Chris. I have been Beth. But and I don't know oh, what I was yeah. going to say. I was going to say something, but I lost it. I you could get say... loose. Apparently, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> Never has been. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and I... I don't want to go, Beth. Please. Please. I don't want to go. Go, 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 go. I am Iron Man. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cinematic Sagas, a part of the As If You Didn't Know network. Episodes release every other Wednesday. That jaunty tune you hear is Comic Hero by Kevin McLeod, and he's used under the Creative Commons license. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, so send emails to saga at asifydk.com, our Twitter and Instagram handles, asifydk, and our website, asifydk.com. That's the words as, if, and the letters Y, D, K. See you there.